what's up everybody it's the cheap seats podcast with the episode of the week 12 nfl breakdown so more than halfway through the season honestly about 75 percent through the season um so you know i feel like every week there's something that happens that um i don't want to say that we didn't see coming but sometimes it's something we thought maybe should have happened beforehand or sometimes it is a surprise this week um we just kind of want to just hop out and talk about is is obviously the Panthers find Frank Wright and not even making it um through a full season um one in ten record um you know I've seen reports a lot of people um so I don't not that he held Bryce Young back or anything like that but there was no like um like they had no relationship um so obviously it's just reports we're not on the inside we can only talk about what we hear um. But like, and I'm, I mean, and we don't know if that's true. I guess we'll see this week if Bryce Young randomly plays better. Um, but I mean, I'm a firm believer that 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 organization's just really bad. I mean, that's I mean, I, he's been the coach has been bad. There's there's nothing to argue that. But I mean, as as high as I am on Patrick Mahomes, I think you put Pat Mahomes on that team, they don't make the playoffs. Like it's they're just shitty, bro. Like it's just bad, man. Dude, what sucks is that Frank Reich was the actual scapegoat here. Because if you go back and just look at all the reports, that whole coaching staff, they wanted C.J. Stroud. Yeah, they did, yeah. And I know I, I, we're not going to sit here and get stuck on the C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young thing, and we've discussed it over and over. Not going to do that again, or at least not this episode. We'll probably do it a lot, but just not now. Um, Bryce Young Bryce Young and Frank Reich were both handed a bad situation, right? Yeah, like, sure, like, I agree. They, like, they, like the entire coaching staff wanted C.J. Stroud. And right before the draft, Tepper, the owner, decided, hey, I'm going to overrule you. I think Bryce Young's the guy. And Bryce was put onto a team with a coaching staff that didn't want him. And then the the coaching staff, a fresh coaching staff, didn't even have a quarterback they were invested in. It was a terrible situation from the start. They traded away all the weapons. Yeah, It was Chris McCaffrey traded last year to trade deadline. DJ Moore was traded in order to get Bryce Young. Uh, there was – it was a terrible situation. And then they fired Frank Reich, and then the owner went on and said that the original plan was to trade up number two and get Stroud. Yeah. So I feel like he's just kind of backtracking everything that we know, and he he's just trying to make sure Frank Reich is, is the one thrown under the bus and not him, when in reality, Tepper's the reason that this franchise has been so bad for so long. It, yeah. For, that's what, exactly. like, even if you go to like the, like the Cam Newton era, when they were making the Super Bowl, that team sucked. Yeah, they did. Cam Newton was the reason, was single-handedly carried him there. And yeah. Tepper, as long as Tepper's the owner of the Cardinals, of the, not Cardinals, owner of the Panthers, yeah. this team's going to suck. And there were some fans down here. I'm not, you know, people I know, talk to, whatever. They were they were happy that Frank Wright got fired. I'm like, you're, you're happy at the wrong thing. Because not only did you just fire Frank Wright and make him the scapegoat for the owner's bad decision-making – what you also did was you just set Bryce Young back a year because now he's got to learn a whole new system. He's probably got brand new weapons next year. Like he's like, there's nothing going to be a constant for him. Like we see this with Justin Fields. Justin Fields at times looks like a stud on the field, but he's already won his third head coach. Yep. You know, like these kids can't develop without consistency at, at the head coaching spot. Like just look at the coach, like, like look at the top quarterbacks right now. Patrick Mahomes, same coach his entire career. Josh Allen, same coach. Joe Burrow, same coach. Jalen Hurts has had the same coach since he actually became a full time starter. Yeah. Um, Justin Justin Herbert, even though his coach sucks, they've had the same coaches. 
And whenever you constantly rotate in new coaches with 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 young quarterbacks, that's not a recipe for success. And I, I already thought Bryce Young was going to be a bust. I pretty much already know it now. Like, I don't care who you bring in now. Like, you just wasted one year of Bryce Young. You wasted one year of this rookie contract. This team's nowhere near ready. The offensive line's atrocious. No run game. No receivers. At, you have Adam Thielen, but he's old. Like, I don't see what firing Frank Reich did. Like, uh, that's the thing. Like, I think that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I think no matter who you would put on that team, like, as good as CJ Stroud's been, like, if, if the Panthers would have drafted him, I don't think I would have felt bad for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm sitting back now, and, like, I, I jokingly said this, but now it's true. Like, I never thought I would say that Houston, Texas was the destination. But in this situation, it was. Like, it was 100%. Because it's, I promise you, if CJ Stroud was drafted by the Panthers, they're 1-10, they might be 3-8. Three and three and eight. Like, and he's good. But the receivers aren't open. The running backs can't gain two yards. You get sacked 10 times. The play calls are terrible. It's third and 13. They run the ball. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's not like, and, and that's what I'm saying, man. Like, it's like Bryce Young's entire, like, I don't know. There's just no path for him to, like, I wonder what would have happened if he could have brought Nick Saban with him to Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I think Frank Reich's a great coach because I, I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a good head coach. Yeah. Right? Like, he was great for the Eagles when he was the quarterback coach back in 2017, back 2016, 17. He was a great quarterback coach. He's not a good head coach. I'll be the first to tell you that. But the fact that he was as bad as he was in Indianapolis and still got another chance immediately after with Carolina, um, that just shows you how bad this this organization is. And because, remember, he was fired midseason last year. Uh-huh. No, I mean uh, – Because he was replaced by Jeff Saturday. Right. Right? So – the fact that he got a chance that fast on this organization, a team that's just that's, – we know they're in rebuild mode. Bad. You know, like we know they're in rebuild mode. And you're not going to go get a coach that you're giving a long lease to. Yeah. You go get a coach that you only give them 11 games. Like it's just – there's no stability here. And people – like I said, Frank Reich's scapegoat now. Next year will be it'll either be Bryce Young or the next head coach as a scapegoat. Then this team's just, it's just going to be a constant thing until they until they get a new owner. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm, they're not they don't have an outlook for like the like not just the immediate future but like the foreseeable future. Yeah, like like, like if realistically, like I know they're the worst team like record wise. They're also a team I look at and I say, what is there to look forward to? You know, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, like you're in a shit division and you still only win one game. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, they're in the division where losing, dude. Listen, I seen this today that they are one and ten, and they're still um like in like they're not in contention, but they could still mathematically make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's mind blowing. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. I don't have much more energy on the Panthers. I just know that the whole organization <laughs> is bad. Um, that, that's about, about all there is to that organization, man. Yeah, so I guess next thing we'll talk about that we have to talk about, Aaron Rodgers is back at practice. I know we've kind of talked about this a lot, and I told you I thought no matter what the record was, I thought he would come back just as because he could. He has an ego. And he, yeah. he wants to be that guy. Yeah. He wants to be that guy saying, look, I was only gone two months. Yeah. And I'm back from a torn Achilles. He wants to be that guy. Yeah. Um, do you think that this gives the Jets life? Like no. they're already like like almost out of the playoff hunt. 
But do you think this gives them a little bit of life, something to look forward to, maybe something to help them compete these next couple of weeks till they actually so Rogers back on the field? So uh, the the Jets are four and seven. So realistically, they make the playoffs. two games out, two games out of the playoffs. And, and honestly, to make the playoffs, realistically, they can't lose another game. Like not an eight's not going to get you in in the AFC. You could probably have to go ten and seven. Um. So and, and they've lost to a lot of teams that are in contention. So I don't think so. Um. I, I mean, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers play, but organization-wise, I'm not going to lie. If I was New York, there's no way he steps on the football field. Dude, I'm going to disagree. I think I'm putting him out there. So I, the big, I, reason being, if he tears it again, he got another nine months before yeah. you could just do another surgery no, and, no, I mean, I get, and get it done correctly. Yeah. Like, right. I, I don't I don't think there's a – I don't really think there's a harm in it. You know what I mean? Because he's got so long time. I just worry if he snaps it again if it's career-ending. Like, how bad could it could it be? I mean, I think if you would tear your Achilles and you tear it again, you're probably done. That's my only worry. Um, and they, if, they, if he was the mobile quarterback, I'd probably agree with you. But the fact that he can just stay in the pocket, granted, they'd have to fix this offensive line. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty bad. Like, I don't even know that I'm willing to take the chance because it's just so bad. But the story of him coming back would be super cool. I mean, he would he 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 will play. I'm t- he will. There's no question. He's gonna do it to say Aaron Rodgers done it. Is, is what's going to happen. And is he comeback player of the year? I mean, before I thought, you know, if they made the playoffs, yes. They're not making the playoffs. Um, But damn, dude, I mean. But let's say he uh, steps on the field week 16, right? That gives him three uh-huh. games. Let's say he throws for 800 yards in them games, five touchdowns, one interception. You don't think that's good enough to win it? Or do you think it's I still mean, I do. I don't know if the league does. Um. So I'm not going to say he's going to win it, but I think if you take – I mean, it's been 79 days since he tore his Achilles and he's practicing. It's kind of mind-blowing. Like, yeah. It's the same season. I mean, I, I mean, I think it. it is. But do I think – I mean, DeMar Hamlin's going to win. That's that. – any other season, I think Aaron Rodgers wins. Ooh. All right, so we'll get into the uh... – We'll actually get into some of the games. We're not going to talk a lot of these games because a lot of them are bad like we knew they would be. Yeah. You know, the the Giants-Patriots game, what a shit show. What yeah. a terrible game. Yeah. You know, we're not going to talk about that garbage. Um, but we one thing I do want to talk about, game, game of the week, possibly, possibly game of the year, the Eagles against the Bills. Okay. One, so I don't think the Eagles moved in terms of how we view them. Yeah, the Bills and their performance against the Eagles, the team that we consider the best team in the league. Do you think that the Bills' performance makes you think, okay, maybe this team can make a little bit of noise? So, so this is a thing. If you remember going back to our quarterback rankings, I put Josh Allen at two, and like I still firmly believe that he's the second best quarterback in the NFL for what he brings to a team. Um, he does turn the ball over, but I told I told you before. I've said that many times. I think it's because of the pressure that they put on him. Like, we need you to, like, he is – they're going to go as Josh Allen goes. Um, and obviously the Chiefs go as Patrick Mahomes goes, but it's a different type of go. Like, Andy Reid will say, how can I make your life easier? Whereas Sean McDermott, who is – needs to be fired, um, says, I can't make your life easy. I need you to make our life easy. Um, so I think the reason they were in the game is because they got Josh Allen on the football team. I mean, I think that's as simple as it is. I mean, he played out of his mind like he normally does. Um, and I think it's I think what this is the problem I have with that team or, or Sean McDermott, honestly. Um, 
20 seconds left and you have a timeout, you kneel the football. I don't care if it's training or not. Like, I mean, he's a gunslinger, dude. Like, if you're scared he's going to throw a pick, then just send Stephon Diggs deep. And if he throws a pick, there's 10 seconds left and the Eagles have the ball on their own 20. Well, they're, they are going to kneel the ball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. give the guy a chance. I mean, I, I just can't. I don't know. I mean, I just – I know. I mean, it's, it's easy to compare it to Mahomes, but I promise you – if Mahomes got the ball back with 20 seconds left and one timeout. Oh, Andy, we've seen it. We literally yeah. watched it against the Bills yeah. in the playoffs. Andy Reid is saying, go win this football game. I mean, dude, if you throw a 25 – I mean, you get the ball in the 25. If you get a 25-yard pass to the 50, then you just need 10 more yards to even attempt it. I mean, we've seen, we seen what the Eagles kicker did. I mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I, I'm not saying they gave me hope, but, I mean, I think anytime Josh Allen steps on the field, he's got a chance to win. I, I think that Sean McDermott has to go at the end. I think that time is up for Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. I yeah, think so it's that, just one of the things that it feels stale. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that with like an Andy Reid, um, Josh Allen could do great things. I well, just, it, it, listen, and I, I don't think McDermott's on the level of Andy Reid, but if you go, I like compared to kind of like Andy Reid's time with the Eagles. Yeah. It just got stale. It like it, it was time for a change. I yeah, that's yeah. what I would do. I think McDermott's a good coach. I, yeah, I don't. He's, think he's, a, he's coach. a head coach in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, he's sure. a good coach. He he should you know that they should mutually part ways. He should go be the head the next head coach of the Raiders if it's not Antonio right. Pierce. You know he's right, like yeah. he, he should have another opportunity. It just feels like the time has just come and gone. Like the yeah. like they had lightning in a bottle a couple years ago and Mahomes ruined it. Yeah. You know so, uh, but on the flip side with the Eagles. This showed me right here why I think that they will win the Super Bowl this year. Right? Like, obviously, they have another tough game coming up. But coming into this stretch, this stretch of games, we said, what, they're three and two, we're thrilled. Here yeah. we go. Like, dude, they've done, they've done knocked off all these really good teams. They knocked out the Cowboys, knocked off the Chiefs, knocked off the Bills. You know, they, this team is good. Now they have the Niners next week. But this team has showed that no matter what the, um, like how far they're down, right? They're always they're in this game, and they they've showed you that they can win these close games, right? We watched it again with the Chiefs. We watched it with the Cowboys game. We just watched it here. They were down seventeen seven. They were down ten twice yeah. and come back and won the game. And the fact that they have the willpower to do that and keep it going with Jalen Hurts at helm. Listen, I know Hurts' stats are not spectacular. I know that, but Jalen Hurts is MVP this year. Barring injury, I don't care what's what stats say. I know Brock Purdy has had a better season. You know, I understand all that. But Jalen Hurts is the man of consistency. He's the man at the helm of this. All of his – he does everything. Like, when I watch him, I look at, like, does he – is he as talented as Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? The answer is no. Right? right yeah. But when I watch him, I'm like, dude, this guy's special. Yeah, he's like, good. Watch him. He makes he makes the plays when he has to make the plays. Yeah. He, he gets out and runs. He doesn't put his body in danger. He doesn't make like crazy throws. Like Josh Allen feels like he has to. Jalen yeah. hurts a run out. He'll happily throw it throw it down, or he'll happily get to slide you down. Like he's not trying to be a hero, which I think ends up making him the hero. Yeah. So I think Jalen Hurts is MVP right now, and the Eagles in these last few games have shown why they're the best, why they're the best team of football, and why they're going to win the Super Bowls because they know how to win these close games. Yeah, I mean they, they've, I mean they've won, I mean they've won like eight games by seven or less points, um, which is, I mean, it's good to close them out, obviously, to get the win, because um, there's teams who lose ten games by seven or less points. So 
you want to be on the other side of it, which they they have been um, all season long. Um, I think this week is is the not the ultimate test, um, but I mean I think that I mean this is who you're going to see in the NFC Championship game. Um, I mean. Well, the Eagles have showed me enough that even if they lose this upcoming week, I still think they're the best team in football. As long as they don't lose by 40. Yeah, I mean, see, so I think – I mean, I think the Niners – I said it last week. I think the Niners are the best team in football. Um, But it's not – it's not like I think the Niners are like five-step. Like, I think it's literally like 1A, 1B. Um, That's what I think it is. I mean, I think that – when the the, the reason being is when the Niners win, like, they win by 28. You know what I mean? Like they convincingly just win football games, um, and it just seems like they dominate the entire game from start to finish. Um, but the special part about the Philadelphia Eagles is like two minutes left, they've got the ball. You know they're going to win the football. Like they find a way to win. Um, so being able to do that, like I said, is is something that a lot of teams can't do. So I think I think you're going to see, you know, what we're going to see probably eight weeks from now in the NFC Championship. Like this is. What this is a preview of what we're going to get in eight weeks. I mean, I don't see any other team. I mean, uh, you know, the Cowboys seem like they're decent, but they've not beat a team with a winning record, right? So until they do, all, all I can say is they haven't beat a team with a winning record or a good quarterback or whatever. Um, but I think, I mean, like I said, I, I don't, I don't know of any other team in the NFC that can can say they'll be there besides these two teams, honestly. Yeah, and. What's crazy is if you go back and look at the, like, you know, like I brought up earlier, I said, so the Eagles had to have this stretch of games where they have the Dolphins, the Commanders, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, the Cowboys, the Seahawks. So they have eight, eight games, you know, it, or in, in an eight-week stretch, one team is bad. Yeah. One, and that was the Commanders. Right, yeah. And, you know, I said, if they, if they can come out of this 500, just go 500, five yeah. and three. You know, in this little stretch, yeah, four, four, that's yeah. a victory. That yeah, that's a victory going through this gauntlet. Here we are. And they've won one, two, three, four. They they're five and zero oh in this stretch, yeah. right? Yeah. All they got if they can win two of these next three, dude, they're going to go fifteen and two this season. Yeah, no, for sure. I think. And, then, I think, and, and if they do that, Jalen Hurts is winning MVP. I think the concerning thing is, is like, so they're at home this week. They're ten and one. And they're the underdog. Like that's kind of where I'm at, too, with it. Like, I think it's just because, like, when I've watched them play, they just haven't, like, like it goes down to, like, what I said, like, I haven't seen a full four-quarter game yet, if that makes sense. But yeah. but I'm sure it's ahead, right? But, like, like I said, when the Niners win, they beat you from the beginning of the game to the end. Like, I mean, they made Geno Smith's life a living hell. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what they do. Like, they just don't – you don't have a chance from the time the kickoff happens. And, like, that's – I mean, they don't let up. Um, and not that I don't think that the Eagles can't do that because we've seen them do it last year. Um, it's just hard to fight from behind a lot, man. And but they find ways to win. I mean, that's that's the good part. I mean, you got to find ways to win. Um, and they do. I just hope that. I mean, I just hope they don't have to continue to fight from behind. Um, obviously you'd rather just. I mean, you're an Eagles fan. I'm sure you would rather be twenty eight to nothing going to the fourth quarter. Oh, I would. Instead yeah, of well, down yeah. and going to the fourth quarter, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the stress there. But I mean, like I said, I I mean. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, my biggest my biggest worry with the the Niners, if you look at like the the teams that they've somewhat struggled against, it's been the teams with good offensive lines, right? Like the Bengals, like is that a great offensive line? No, but they've definitely invested a lot into that offensive line over the last yeah. few years. The Vikings' offensive line hasn't been bad, and then and then the Browns, right? Yeah. 
They let the Browns have a good offensive line. And then we're the three games in a row they lost. Boom, 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 right? Against the Seahawks, offensive line sucks. The Buccaneers sucks. Jaguars has been terrible for the last five years. You know, like the teams that they're manhandling are the teams that don't have great offensive lines. The Eagles do have a great offensive line. So I think it might be the the kryptonite, but also you can't just tee off because they have a great run game. You got AJ Brown, you got Devontae Smith. You know, this this team, I think the Eagles are a well-rounded team. And I I'm actually opposite of what happened this past Sunday, right? With the NFL. I'm actually excited for this Sunday. Yeah. No, like, I mean, there's a lot of good games this Sunday. Yeah, that, yeah. I think I think we're really gonna find out where teams are. Like, like because you know, like going into like last week, we did our prediction show. It was I don't know, like I really don't know which one to trust. I don't believe in any of these guys. Right. I think this upcoming week we're gonna know who we can trust and who we can't. Yeah, I mean, I think this week's definitely um I mean a hell of a lot better than last week. Um I mean you know, I mean, I don't I mean and that's that's what's kind of sucky about um not doing this show, but like when we do our breakdown show, there's typically a lot to talk about. And and I'm I mean, at this point, there's not I mean, there's not much more to talk about because you had such bad games that we even that I feel like we already talked about them when we did our prediction show because that's how bad these games were. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I could see I mean, like the thing is, I could sit here and talk about the Ravens and the Chargers game. Well, the Ravens didn't impress me because the Chargers are just bad. Like Brandon Staley, I do not know how he still has a job. And I can sit here and talk to you said that for weeks. That's what I was about to say. I can sit here and talk to you about that for 15 minutes, but the listeners are going to be like, well, he's been saying that for six weeks. Exactly. So what why do I need to keep saying it? Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. This was like a really down week um in, in the NFL. Um, but so, real quick, I, I do have a question. If you're Bill Belichick, are you starting Mac Jones or Bailey Zappy? Um I uh, probably I, I don't know. Um, or C Will Greer. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I it don't matter. I mean, I, I'm probably. I mean, you brought Zappy in, and so this is the thing. It. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a Mac Jones fan, but like, why keep playing him just to bench him in the third quarter? Like, just don't play him because his confidence, dude, is shot. I mean, you know, he has no confidence, dude. Like. Don't even oh, put Cody. Yeah, like don't even put him out there, man. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, that that's a shit show in itself, literally. And then the Browns, do would you ever see DTR? Because you also seen that Joe Flacco could start versus the Rams. I'd rather see Joe Flacco. Really? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know. I think I'd rather see DTR just because. He's the defense is good enough to keep you in the games. Let him get a little bit of experience yeah. because it's hard to tell what the Chauncey will look like next year and going forward. So I mean, I, I the reason I'm saying Flacco is because I want the Browns to make the playoffs, and I think he gives his best chance to win close football games. I don't think Flacco's going to go out there and lose it where DTR just doesn't have the experience yet to yeah, that's fair. keep us in the game. That's my only now. Now, if we were, I'll say, if we were four and seven, I would say play DTR. Let let him get the experience, but. I mean, the Browns can realistically still make the playoffs. I don't know that they will, but they can. And so, look, real quick, I, I want to go back to something you said earlier uh, when you were talking about the Bills game, the Bills and the Eagles. You were upset that Sean McDermott doesn't need it with 20 seconds left. I want to branch off of that for just a second. On the Monday night game, I know they won. I know they won. But this is why the Bears suck. <laughs> they had the ball, 50, like, was it 53 seconds left? at like the six or seven-yard line, down by two, 
or down by one, down by one, and they nail the ball. Instead of going for a touchdown, fifty some seconds left, they nail the ball and they kick and, and they kick a field goal. Uh-huh. You have no idea how bad I wanted that kicker to miss that field goal. Uh-huh. Because what you just did was you showed the offense one, you don't have any faith in them. Right? Like, like there's no reason like you shouldn't go for the touchdown. There's no uh-huh. reason. Yeah. And you just show why you deserve to be fired because your team is not good. Okay, they're they're now four and eight, right? You you had four interceptions against Josh Dobbs, four, and you only scored twelve points. So I just think you have a little bit of confidence in them, even though it's probably hard to have confidence in them. So long as you have a little bit of confidence in them, go out there, make a statement, score a touchdown, and maybe get a little bit of momentum going forward. Because one, the coach is fighting for his life out here. Yeah, so is Justin Fields, and so is Justin Fields. And you're not giving either one of you a chance by just kneeling the ball and just barely getting a dub and then going out next week with no momentum and getting your ass beat. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And it's like when I watched that and he kneeled the ball with 50 seconds left, I instantly went from I hope the Bears pull this out to I hope he misses this field goal. So Because you you went from trying to win the game to trying to not lose the game. Oh, Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. Um, Do you think that – it's the end of the Josh Dobbs story. Like, I, listen, so listeners, go back and listen to the last show. I told you, Dalton, I told you this Bears team has been bad, but I told you that the Josh Dobbs honeymoon was over. Yeah. That this was going to be the game that it ended and it's done. Yeah. It's I, done. I no, I, I agree. It is over. Um, and I, it, it all, it, I mean, we usually see it in some stories continue to, you know, we've seen the same thing with insanity. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it. Yeah, that's what's what happened. Um, yeah, it's it, it's over. I I agree with you. Um, so I guess kind of not my final question, but one of the final things I have, I just have a question on. So the Jaguars beat the Texans, close game. Um, we expected it to be a close game. Um, do you think that Houston's going to make the playoffs now in the tight AFC race, or do you think they'll miss it? So I think they'll make it just because well, I, 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 <laughs> I kind of, I, I might backtrack here. So my heart wants them to make it. Yeah. I, I want to see them make the playoffs so bad, but I realized Denver's right behind them. Denver's on fire. Josh Allen and the bills look like they're actually contenders this past week. They're right behind them. You know, like the only hope is that the Colts fall off, which is very possible. With Jonathan Taylor just going down. Cleveland falling off, which is possible because who's playing quarterback for him? And then Pittsburgh falling off, right? Like, like all like all three of them teams could fall off. Right. So my heart wants me to say yes, they'll make it, but then I realize that the two teams directly below them are on fire. And I don't think they'll make it. I, yeah. I don't think there's enough experience on this team to win the games that they're gonna need to win going down the stretch. But yeah. God, I hope they do. Yeah, so I don't I don't think they will either. But they have the easiest schedule left to do it. Um, I mean, they've they've got so when I say easy, it's not the easiest, but they don't have any like there's not a game on here that's tough. I mean, and I, I mentioned that earlier. Broncos like, this upcoming week. This is a right. to me, this is the must win game for the Texans. If they win right. that game and they can take a game lead on the Broncos and still have like the tiebreaker on them, yeah. then I think there's a good chance they they do. If they lose this week, it's it's an uphill battle. Right. So I, I mentioned like five. Ep- four or five episodes ago that I thought that the Texans, it was fun and what they were doing, but they were like also very fortunate to have the schedule that they've had so far playing 
the Bucks playing the Cardinals playing the Panthers, who they actually lost to somehow. Um, you know what I mean? Like they had they didn't have to go through the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Niners, which is good. The Lions, um, but left in the year they got the Broncos, the Jets, the Titans twice, um, the Browns and the Colts. So the Browns are in contention, the Colts are in contention, the Broncos are in contention. None of those teams, the Browns don't have a quarterback. The Broncos are the Broncos, and the Colts are literally starting a backup quarterback. So I think they're fortunate, as I think has played in their part this year. Um, they, they control their own destiny for they sure. Do. Right. I'm, I'm just worried. I just hope that the Texans don't say, all right, CJ, we're close. We need you to go crazy. Um, Because I think in the past couple weeks, what's happened is he's played so well that at the, at the beginning of the season, he wasn't throwing a lot of touchdowns because he – wasn't throwing the ball 40 times a game. Well, the last couple of weeks, it's like, hey, it's the CJ show. And then you've seen three interceptions. And that's not a knock on him. I think he's the best rookie quarterback in a decade. We always talk about that. But he's a rookie. And guess what's going to happen? Like, the more you ask out of him, the more mistakes he's going to make. Because like we talked about with Bryce Young, there's no experience. You've got to learn the system of the NFL. And, and now there's more film out about him. So I think that they need to – watch about asking him to do too much um, because he can do it and he's got the talent to do it. But when you put it, I mean, like, for example, this week against the Jaguars, he got the ball back and, yeah, I mean, they had a chance to make – I mean, it's like a 60-yard field goal. You know what I mean? Like, Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, they probably get it to a 30-yard field goal. You know what I mean? Like, but they've also been in the league for five years. So, I just hope the Texans don't ask him to, like, play hero ball and and you end up seeing – um four picks, three picks, because, like, that's not what he is. You know what I mean? I mean, he's going into the next year as a top-ten quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it is it is what it is. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so. his weapons have actually been really good, too. Devin Singletary, where the hell did he come from? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean. He was terrible in Buffalo. So, I mean, this is like, and I'm not saying this, like, so what we thought Garrett Wilson was going to be this year is what we're going to think Tank Dale is going to be next year. Like, exactly. Tank Dale is the guy that everybody's like, man, you better watch because he's a top-ten receiver. That's what's going to happen. So, like I said, I would like to see the Texans make it, but I could definitely see, like, that first year of trying to make a run, you know, catching up with them. Um, but I don't know. I, I think this week is is a must-win at home against Denver. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a must-win. Honestly, a lot of their games from here on out will be a must-win. Yeah, they are, exactly. I, I agree with you for sure. But I think that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I don't. I, don't, I guess um, the only thing I have is – who you got um, Thursday night football? We still got the, yeah, we still got our predictions. Um, predictions Thursday, for the Cowboys-Seahawks. Yeah, so um, I, I told you um, earlier in the show, I thought that the Cowboys are better than – like, I'm not saying that they're not frauds, but I'm not going to say they are frauds. Like, I think that the Cowboys, like, there's – I mean, there, I think there's a lot of teams they could beat, but in the playoffs, if they play the Niners, the Eagles, the Chiefs, they're not winning. You get what I'm saying? But I think that, like, there's, like, I think if Seattle, like. Well, they're in the top of the tier two teams. Yeah, they are the best two tier. I, I guess what I'm saying. Like, they have been a better, like, Dak. Um, I mean, like, for this is the thing. Like, if they somehow can in 14-3, and because they're 8-3. and three. Let's say they go on a six-game win streak in the year, and Dak continues the way he's going, like, he's going to probably win MVP with the numbers he's got. But, this, yeah, yeah, this is what's going to happen. But they're probably going to finish 11-6. and six. It's it's the Cowboys. So, um, with that being said, I don't think that one of those six losses is this week. I think 
I think that Seattle struggled against good defenses. Um, and the Seattle team is is falling pretty fast. I mean, it's I, I'm not sure really what's happened, but the offensive line's bad. I mean, Geno's not protected. Obviously, we've seen that in the past few weeks against the Rams, against the Niners. Um, and that doesn't help this week going against Mike Parsons. I mean, it's I don't know. I don't I don't have hope to pick Seattle, especially against a good defense. So I don't really know which team I have more faith in for multiple reasons. One, the Seahawks have been terrible, right? But they have showed they have had games this year where you're like, where the hell has this been? Yeah, this is yeah, and then they have games like against the Rams. You know, so I don't really know which team's gonna show up for Seattle. And then when it comes to Dallas, we have seen them be the best team in football. We've seen them be the terrible. Yeah. And they have yet to be a team with a winning record. The Seahawks have a winning record. Yeah. So are we going to get, like, what match are we going to get? Are we going to get the Seahawks that we thought we were going to get going into the season? Or are they going to be trash? And are we going to get the Cowboys that we've seen against the Giants and against the Commanders, like against the shit teams? Yeah. Or are we going to get the Cowboys against from the 49ers game? Right, yeah. You know, I, I just don't know which team I have more faith in. Right now it does look like the Seahawks are kind of dwindling down. Which, to your point, I don't know why there's so much talent in this offense. Oh, it's it, loaded. It doesn't make sense. But for that reason, I'm taking the Cowboys. But I that, trust me, I won't be surprised if we get on here and on Friday when, when we record the, the actual prediction. So I won't be surprised if we get on here and the Cowboys lost 34-13. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's – they have to beat um, – they have to beat um, a team that's credible. I, I, I mean, I don't even – like – like the Texans, for example, are five hundred. If they beat the Texans, I would say, okay, man, hey, like uh, that's a good win, right? But like they don't even have to be nine and three. Like I just need you to beat a team that's not three and nine, and that's kind of who they've beat all year. So that's maybe, all they beat all year. Like that's yeah, it. Yeah. So maybe this is the week that we see um, something different. But I'm I'm not I'm not. Um, and dude, look, they're about to hit a rough stretch. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. And that's probably the easiest game. Then you got the Eagles, you got the Bills, you got the Dolphins, you got the Lions. Like, then the last game's the Commanders. They'll win that one, obviously. But they're about to hit a rough stretch. Like, we're about to find out, probably not this week, but starting next week, we're going to find out if this Cowboys team is for real or just what the Cowboys have always been. Yep. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. That's, that's kind of why I said, like, <clears throat> if. The Cowboys finished fourteen and three uh, over these next six games. I mean, their quarterback's probably going to win MVP, but the problem is they're not going six and zero these next six weeks. No. I mean, it's not happening. There's no way in hell. No way in hell. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, uh, yeah. There's it's not happening. Um, they can hope it happens, but it's not happening. All right, so we'll do this again. Uh, is there anything else you got? I think that's it. I I, I don't have anything else. Awesome. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You know, we'll record another one for you in a couple of days. Stay tuned for the prediction show. We're about to, uh, we'll probably have an NBA show coming out for you next week or so. Um, as always, you can follow me on everything, really, J4. You can follow Dalton on everything, Dalton King K1. You can follow the TikTok page, uh, the Cheap Seats Dot Podcast. Um, until next time, we're out.